You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal. It's toxic. Hello. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Heidi, and you're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Rid Your Life of Toxic People. Today on the podcast, we have a guest that I've been waiting to convince to be on the podcast. Um, We have the trucker from down under, finally. And um, some of you who get my emails have um, seen a couple of the writings that he's done a few months ago. Um, And we've been trying to get this podcast nailed down, but he's halfway across the planet from me. So it's very early in the morning for me and it's very late at night for him. So grant us a little peace if I sound like I have morning voice and he sounds like he's ready to go to sleep. Um, So welcome, Corey. Thank you. Um, What I want to do on this episode is I met Corey about four, maybe five months ago. And I want to kind of walk through for the listeners a little bit about your journey, where you were when, when you met me and where you are and how you're feeling now. So tell us a little bit about, you know, when you found me, describe yourself when you first contacted me. So when I first contacted you, I was impacted very highly mentally and emotionally by a toxic relationship. I was confused. I was hurt. I was drained. I felt worthless. I was an absolute mess. I was in a really, really bad spot. And what, this is going to be the biggest impact of the podcast. What is the biggest difference if you were going to describe how you feel now? How I feel now is free. I got my freedom. Huge, which is what every single one of the listeners is looking for. Um, Huge steps for you over the past three or four months. Huge. Um, In your life, you know, you recognized not just one, but several past parts of your life that had involved relationships that were not healthy. How how did you recognize this and how did you um, not only deal with the fact, but accept the fact that you had a lot of toxic relationships in your life? Because, I mean, you're grown. You've been married, you've got kids, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, you start recognizing this stuff. How was it that you started recognizing what was going on? Uh, It was nuts, but it started with your program. I went through uh, a program with Dr. Heidi. I did uh, one-on-one counseling with her. Uh, As I began to go through the traits, I recognized not only toxic relationships, but relationships that were completely unhealthy for me. Um, 
as a result of that, yeah, I was able to get them out of my life. I was able to change the dynamics. I was able to, yeah, really free myself from those people that were causing me such drama. And that included family members as well as friends and intimate partners, correct? Family members, friends, intimate partners, work people. I had toxic across the board. Yep. And so, I, I yep. think that happens a lot of times. When people find me, it's usually because of one particular person. And then as we move through the program and you start being able to recognize what the character traits are, other people start coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It was, yeah, nuts. I went from oh, maybe four or 500 contacts, people that had contact with me and me, them. That was through work. That was friends, family. Uh, now we're down to less than 30 people that have contact with me now. Yes, you've made some huge changes in your life. Um, is there, do you want to tell us a little bit about your, your situation when you found me? My situation was, so I was in a, as I said, a, an abusive relationship. I'd lost my business as a result, my home, um, work. I was always really, really good at my work, who's a truck driver. Um, I'd had an accident at work. I'd tipped a trailer over. I was just a complete mess. The things that I did well, I couldn't do anymore. I was a really, really good dad. And to sit there and not be able to connect with my kids was just nuts. And so how did you find me? Did you find the podcast first? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, your podcast through Spotify. So as we went through the, um, the character traits and as we went through learning about how toxic people operate, what was the number one thing that you felt like you struggled with? My, I struggled with everything um, in the beginning. Probably the biggest thing I struggled with was the trauma bond, the addiction. Um, trying to break that, understanding that was, was the first bit and then trying to break that was just something different. It really, really buckled me. Um, yeah, it took quite a few months before I could retrain my thoughts from the toxic person to myself even. I remember having a discussion, well, actually several discussions with you about spending your time trying to understand how someone can say they love you and then turn around and treat you so badly. And part of the reason is, is because we can't wrap our head around treating somebody like that. And I remember there were several discussions that you and I had that you were wanting and spending so much time trying to understand her and trying to figure her out and trying to figure out how she was thinking that you realized even in your healing, you were spending a lot of time and attention on her. <laughs> and I think when we made the biggest progress was when, like you just said, you could cut off the thinking about her and why she did what she's doing and transfer all of that time and energy into you. And that's exactly right. It's the biggest changes don't happen while your focus is on the toxic person. Yes, you need understanding, but it's you don't get to see what sort of person you are. You don't get to see what you bring to a relationship. 
or what you bring to that environment until you actually look at yourself and and you get to see what you bring to those relationships. How, what was, what was it that made, I might be going off script here, Corey, so you might be improving, but how did you make that shift? How did you make the shift from, okay, I got to stop focusing on that and start focusing on myself? What was the things that impacted you to switch the attention from her over to what you needed to do and what you had going on? I got to the point where I had focused so much of my time and energy on that. I needed to look at what was going on and take inventory of myself to, I guess, yeah, switch the focus, look at it from a different angle. And that was just mainly to get my self-worth back, to, to see that, yes, I didn't do wrong. I'm not a perfect person, but in that situation, I didn't do wrong. I didn't. I didn't deviate from what the dynamic of that relationship was. But you found yourself compromising your values and accepting things you would not normally accept and, you know, doing things you might not normally do, which is when you realized, who am I? This is not the person that stepped into this relationship and now look at me. Um, I remember, I think I had you do the top values exercise, which was a big, a big thing for you. And the value system is what brings us back to center, you know, because you go through and Some people go through year long, you know, years and years of being in these relationships and compromising your values. And it's imperative that we know what our values are in order to assure ourselves we're living for us. And so we put a lot of work into, you know, who you are and who you wanted to be and where you wanted to be in all the areas of your life, you know, dad, business, friend, everything. Um, Corey's got a little bit different um, dynamic in the fact that when he is working, he's by himself. You know, a lot of us go to work and we have coworkers there and we've got people around. Corey sits in a big rig by himself. So his mind would go around in circles and around in circles. And I think you probably listened to every podcast on the planet, not just mine, anything that dealt with anything that could have helped you with this. And I was very impressed with the work that you had put in to finding yourself. How did you, how did you get past that? Okay. I have to accept her for who she is and I have to figure out who I am. Was there like a turning point there? Yeah, there was a turning point. I had to push that aside and not focus on her for a little while and just start focusing on me. And that was a conscious choice I had to make on a daily basis or a momentary basis is to bring my thoughts back to who I am, what I provide to relationships, what I provide to um, work environments, that's a conscious choice. That was something I had to push myself to do. I was presented with an opportunity to get my acceptance of who that person was, that toxic person, uh, in a hoovering attempt. I went back, I spoke with her over a period of a couple of weeks, and, yeah, 
it was after being educated and then having a look at that attempt that I got to accept who she was. So that was a unique um, situation that I was presented with, and I was very lucky to get it. And I remember that was the part you were scared about. You were scared about having to have contact with her again because you weren't sure that you'd be strong enough to recognize things and make it through her hoovering tactics, correct? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I um I feared that and feared that. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming back. It had four times previous to that attempt. So I knew it was coming and I just... I didn't trust in myself where I was at. And now, wow, <laughs> I've just turned around. Completely different. I'll never, ever give up my freedom for anything again that doesn't serve me right. So let me ask you this. I want to jump back just a little bit. When you said that you you had to make a conscious effort to distract your attention off of continually thinking about the toxic relationship and the toxic person, you had to consciously do that. How did you do that? Did you just talk to yourself and just go, okay, we're not thinking about that? Or did you distract yourself with something? Because that is one of the things that I know a lot of the people in the Strength Within group and a lot of the listeners struggle with. Like, how do you make yourself stop thinking about that? When your attention's been on the toxic relationship and the toxic person for so long, how do you just go, okay, we're not thinking about that now. We're doing this. Do you have any tips on how you did that? Yep. Self-discipline for a start. You've got to get it. You've got to understand that, yes, I'm thinking about this. I shouldn't be thinking about this. I need to divert my attention somewhere else. And being in a truck or if you're in an office, write yourself a note. Stick it on uh, your computer. Stick it on your desk and read it. Just continuously read it. It's about me. Write something it's about me or think about me or I'm a good person or whatever. Yes. Because I think you said you had post-it notes all over your dash. Oh, uh, my boss would have thought I was nuts if he ever got in here. <laughs> I had them everywhere. So what does your life look like now? How is it? How is, does it look different than it did when we first met? It's, smaller there's very few people in my life that i'll let into my life it's controlled um the people that are in my life are controlled i control that how much i speak with them how much i can handle i'm able to do that um which i was never able to do before i was just people just had free run at me um so you decluttered in a sense you made your life simpler simpler but of high quality, really, really high quality. The only people I kept in my life were people I have to have here for work reasons or the most quality of friends that I've ever come across, just people you'd never, ever want to lose out of your life. So I made sure that the people that are in my life are putting back into me as much as I'm putting into them. So, so you're basically using the interview process. You've created a job description for the people that get to be in your life. And if they don't fit it, you don't hire them. Correct. Exactly. So do you find yourself still going out and meeting people or do you find yourself kind of staying away from people? For a very, very long time, 
I put myself in what I'd consult, uh, I'd say as solitary confinement. I shut down from everybody, family, friends. There was nobody in my life. I did this alone. Now I've started to open up again and I don't fear anymore. I don't fear having meeting people, bringing people into my life because I'm strong enough now. I know who I am now. I can throw them away. I can walk away if they're not healthy for me. I have a, well, I don't have this, but my husband does. He has, we have this saying and it's kind of a joke, but we say when we meet people, if it was nice to meet you, but if I never see you again, so what? (laughs) It's just a perfect saying. It's a perfect saying for people like us. Yeah. And it is, it is so freeing. And this is, this is one of the things that I sense from you. You literally feel like you are, for lack of a better term, you are in the driver's seat of your life, finally. Yes. Yep. 36 years, I never drove. And now I drive. And now I choose. And now I go where I'm going. And if you want to be part of that, that's sweet. Come along. But, yeah, I'm, I'm controlling this. So when she, we're going to, I'm going back to the hoovering when, you know, you were very fearful of her coming back into your life and not being strong enough. When, she, when that instance happened and you spent a couple of weeks talking to her, what were the things that you noticed um, that, that you wouldn't have noticed before? The traits, the different things that came along. Um, the biggest thing was probably about myself. I trusted what I seen. I trusted what I felt. I didn't let anyone change my way of thinking. So you didn't let her convince you that everything was okay, like you used to. Exactly which was, right. Which was funny because when you were so scared of it, I'm, I remember saying, Corey, you're going to be fine. You've, you've educated yourself so much that I, I know you're fearful, but when it happens, you're going to be fine. And, and you were, you surprised yourself, didn't you? I did. I really surprised myself. I, uh, I was just so much better than I ever thought I'd be, to be honest. And emotionally, I was able to handle that. I knew when it was too much. I knew when I needed to take a break. I knew when I needed to step back. I knew myself and I got to make those choices of how much contact, when we had contact. I never made those choices before. So, yeah, I've changed. And I think, too, that, you know, you were talking about um, when we first started talking here this morning, you said something about you were trying to find your self-worth back. I think, and you and I have never discussed this, but I think that was the springboard. When, when you handled that hoovering situation and you were able to step back and go, this is as plain as day to me now. That was the springboard that sent you back into feeling like you had some self-worth and some self-confidence. It was, that was exactly right. But that was during the process of healing too, in finding myself. I got to actually look and see what I brought to the relationships or what I brought to the friendships or the work environment. I got to, that's where it all changes. When you look and you see 
what value you bring to those environments is when you can actually market your values. When you see them, when you know them, you can market them. And you won't accept less than what you're worth. And that's, that's completely opposite of your line of thinking when I met you. So now that you're, you know, you're elementary in this new life and these new discovery of yourself, what are your fears moving forward? I don't think I have fears moving forward, to be honest. I know myself better now than ever before. I know how much I can take. I know to trust myself, to listen to myself, to see where life's going. So I don't have fears going forward as far as toxic relationships. I can see them, understand them. And that's thanks to you. That's thanks to your program. So now with all this new strength and new education um, and this newfound freedom, what does this mean for your future? Because you've made huge life changes, not only in the relationship realm, but in every single category of your life. So looking forward into your future, what, what do you feel is going to change because of this newfound Corey? Everything, everything in my life has changed. Uh, I've got people that swear they don't even know me anymore. So everything in my life's changed. Relationships, friends, uh, work environments, absolutely everything. I can see what people, I can see personalities. I can read them now. I can see what people want from me, what I'm willing to provide, what I'm not willing to provide. Every area of my life's changed. What about your relationship with your kids? It's on the mend. It's getting better. Um, Actually taken away this weekend, which is really good. First time in a long time that I've been able to do that. So I was a dad that wasn't even able to look after his kids. I needed help to look after my own kids. Uh, And now I love it. I just love spending time with them. And you've even changed your whole, you're still doing the same job, but you've changed the whole dynamic of your work environment, right? You're on, yep. I mean, everything that you had going on is now in the past and you're doing something completely different with the anticipation of growing something huge, the confidence and the self-worth that you have. Yes, that's right. So I own my own business at a point. A few things had happened there and uh, obviously the toxic relationship didn't help. So it's gone. Um, yeah. So I've got future um, hopes and dreams and I'm going to chase them. Don't you think it's strange how when you're in those toxic relationships and those toxic situations, you're absolutely frightened of anything changing? I don't know if it's just because it's familiar and you're on autopilot and it's all you can handle. But once, once you gain this knowledge, you're not afraid of change anymore. You know, change comes down the pipe and you're kind of like, that's okay. We'll figure it out. Whereas before change would send you into a panic because what if this and what if that, and I don't know what's going to happen. And now you're just like, well, whatever happens, happens. I'll figure it out. That's one of the biggest changes I've seen in you just releasing the control on everything and going, I don't know, but it'll work out. Yep. And that's exactly right. You can't control what other people do. And 
you're nuts if you think that you can. That goes for friends, that goes for family, that goes for toxic relationships, anything. You cannot control them. But what you can do is control what part of they play in your life, how much of that you're going to, to accept. Um, and that's a whole thing. You take your power. You run yourself, not other people. So in our discussions, I know now with this healing process that you've gone through, you have a strong feeling that you're being called to help other people, right? You, you actually have a few people that you've met that are in bad situations and you've been able to get them resources and talk them through some things. So what would you tell the people that are listening if they're still like, what would you like to tell the listeners? There could be so much I could tell listeners. Um, just keep going, no matter how hard it is. This is a road. It's not steps. You, yeah, so you follow the road. And, yep, these people, these bad people are going to come in and out and in and out. But this is your road to recovery. You're here. You're listening to this. This is your road to recovery. You're already on it. You're right. I, I love the road thing. I always use the step thing. Yeah. And, and I think too, what, what you're saying is no matter what you're doing, as long as you're doing something, you've already started. So don't get defeated in your journey to freedom because as long as you're doing something, you're moving. And that's exactly right. People think, yep, because this toxic person's come back into my life, I'm back at square one. You are not. You have educated yourself. You're listening to this. Keep moving forward. And trust yourself. Trust yourself. That's trust what you think. Trust what you see. Don't let people change your mind. And I know, too, you know, when um, we were talking, you were very concerned with the words that that she was saying. And she would say something and you would second guess yourself because she said it. But you, you've learned that words are just words. And most of them, if it's coming from a toxic person, have some form of manipulation behind them for their, you know, for whatever they're needing at the time. And that's one thing that I think you, you just don't listen to words anymore. You, you watch the actions because the words don't really mean much. And I think that's why we all get confused is we believe the words and watch the actions and it just creates an absolute nightmare of confusion. Because they very seldom match. They don't match. <laughs> Nothing about it matches. It's, nah, it's just complete different ways. They're different roads. And it leaves us feeling like we're crazy because we're trying to make the two match. It's like the square peg round hole thing or the round hole square peg thing, whichever, whichever way. We try to make it fit. We try to make it work when if we just accept that this is how it is and it doesn't work, that's where you move on. It's accepting people the way they are, not the way you want them to be. Exactly right. Not the way they tell you that they are. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Um, 
Is there anything else that you would like to add? I was listening to something on the radio here the other day and it said somebody's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. It was pretty amazing to me. It it was just huge. So the way people talk about you, the way people treat you, that is not your reality. Your reality is you. Look at yourself and that's your reality. I love that. It's awesome. It's awesome. I've been thinking on that all week. And, yeah, that's not in the script, but that's something I wanted to share with you. Well, good. Well, thank you for being here. I would not be surprised, listeners, if we hear him again. Um, He likes to send me um, stories and thoughts through email, and I have put them into emails quite a bit for um, the email list. We're going to try. He keeps asking me when the conference is coming to Australia. So we'll see. Um, I don't I don't want to lose communication with Corey because I really like listening to him talk. <laughs> you like your boy from down under, do you? Right, right. The trucker from down under. So um, I did I did notice and I think I said this to you the other day. I looked at the stats on the podcast. And I'm located in the United States, so that is my biggest listening territory. But the second biggest listening territory is Australia. So I thought that was kind of cool. So if anybody has questions for Corey, I can get you connected with him. I know that we we don't have a lot of um, males that are on the podcast, and I love it because when I started doing this, I literally five years ago thought I was... I was going to help females out of bad marriages. And now I help every kind of person in every type of toxic relationship. So I love the fact that you were willing to be on this because it's going to speak greatly to the men that are listening. Um, We don't have to be ashamed. We don't have to be embarrassed if we're in a relationship that's not healthy because it happens to all of us and it happens to the best of us. Yeah. Because toxic people only seek out good, caring, kind, loving people. Yep. So don't don't feel bad if you've fallen into it. It's just because you're a good, kind, caring, loving person. That's true. And yeah, I'm here for anyone that wants to talk that, yeah, if I can be an inspiration to someone. Yeah, by all and means. Going, going back to that, I think you, in the beginning, really felt like you had to change. And now you've gone back to where, no, I'm a, I'm a good person and I'm a giver. And if I can give to the right people... <laughs> That's where I want to be. I don't want to change myself and, and turn into a jerk to protect myself. I want to still be who I am and be able to attract the right people. And you're finding that that's what's happening. The more you're discovering yourself, the more the right people are coming into your life. You're exactly right. And I think one of my first emails to you when you asked what I hope to achieve was exactly that. I want to be the person that I once was, but I want to be that person in a safe manner. And you've delivered on exactly what I asked. Well, you've done phenomenal in the program and you've done phenomenal on the podcast. So thank you for being here. And um, I'm sure we will talk to you again soon. I'll look forward to that. Bye, Corey. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. 
If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship, visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at Coaching with Dr. Heidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal, it's toxic.